This is an AMI podcast. This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's another AMI Audio Live special presentation, and today we have a great one for you. This is one of those programs where you settle back and take it easy and really enjoy a lot of talent that's going to parade out in front of you here on the program. Kelly McDonald, host of Kelly & Company, my co-host, Ramya Muthan, also from Kelly & Company, of course, and uh, we thank you guys for being with us. Ramya, we've got a great uh, lineup ahead of us here with this AMI Audio Live as we are at the 32nd Annual Folk Music Ontario Conference which is a great weekend of performance, discussion, and uh, people from the industry and all sorts of talented people as we're in Toronto, just a few miles from the airport. Um, I'm going to hand things over to you because, Rummy, quite frankly, we get to sit back and enjoy today. Yeah, let's talk more music. We're really, really excited. i got a great lineup for you guys, including duos, bands, solo artists. So we're going to kick things off here with a, a rising duo by the name of Even the Bird Was Free. Now, this consists of Canadian blues artist Manitoba Hal on guitar, as well as Windsor-based singer-songwriter Karen Morand on the banjo. So let's start with the track that they call Walls of Jazz. Jericho. This highway winds like a river past silos filled with rain. Houses and parlors of this town. Every car that passes through takes someone else away. Nice guy to please. Bring you home. For six long nights I have stood on the walls of Jericho. Waiting for Joshua to blow his horn. Come home now, the walls have all fallen. The army's Trouble came, there'd be someone home. 
That was beautiful. You guys, um, I loved just the consistent harmony. Oh, thank that's you very the, much. That's my takeaway from that track. Beautiful. That was uh, Walls of Jericho with uh, Even the Bird Was Free. Manitoba Hell, let's get to know you a little bit. So you're a former bus driver for the city of Winnipeg. Yes. A uh, craftsman, educator, DIYer, a son, and uh, you got a home as well that you love renovating, a 120-year-old home. Love is the good word for it. Oh. Have to is the other word. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where amongst all of this did you fall into music? Uh, well, I started playing music about uh, years ago. I was 18 <laughs> when I started. Uh, but like everybody who tries to make a life with this, you have all sorts of detours along the way keeping yourself alive. Um, and my full-time career that, that uh, I count as my professional career really began in 2010. Now, by that point, I'd been playing professionally for... 15 or 20 years, but that was when I could suddenly make a living just playing music. Wow, that's beautiful. So I'm curious, in that home, out there in Shelburne, Nova Scotia, how many kitchen parties have you hosted? None in my home, because it's a very small home. Mm. It's about 400 square feet on a floor. So uh, there, there's not a lot of room, but I have friends with big houses, and there's lots of kitchen parties and weekly music and festivals. It's a great scene. I was just going to say, that's enough reason to move out there. Karen, you graduated from the University of Windsor's uh, music therapy program, but you've got all sorts of great, really things that you can do with uh, the instruments you play. Today, of course, focusing in on the banjo, um, but you play also ukulele, accordion. I'm interested in music therapy and how the artistry and what you, what you take from that work as music, in music therapy the performance oh it's it's been huge um, just under just understanding people and so reading your audience and the importance of connection and and just the, the deep value of music and how it connects us and how it heals and uh, I think uh, my experience I've done a lot of work with children and uh, that always prepares me with uh, for anything oh, yeah, I bet <laughs> And, awesome. and a festival like this, or a conference, let me, let me use the right proper term, even though so many of us from the outside see this as a great chance to hear different artists. What's this do for you? Oh, it, well, it connects me with uh, my tribe, helps me find other people that are like-minded, and, and, uh, and it also just connects us with folks that, uh, that can hear us for the first time and uh, give us opportunity to play uh, beyond our own backyards. Yeah, I think festivals... Festivals and conferences are a lot like summer camp for musicians. We, we don't see each other very often. We're all in our own little world and you get together and it's, you see all your friends and people that you only see once or twice a year. We're chatting with a duo called Even the Bird Was Free with Karen Moran in Manitoba. Hell, you got a second track for us that we're really uh, excited to hear. You want to introduce that for us? Sure. Uh, one of the key things that we wanted to do with our duo was to make sure we create new music. And so this is our first collaboration, first song we've written together. So we're very excited about it. Lucky Fighter, it is on our demo CD. If you see us in the lobby, grab us. We'll give you one because we want to make sure everybody hears it. Amazing.
Listening to Lucky Fighter uh, by a rising musical duo called Even the Bird Was Free, consisting of Canadian blues artist Manitoba Hell, and uh, oh, that was he was on guitar with um, Windsor-based singer-songwriter Karen Moran. You guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Guys, really sounding wonderful, and we're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen, on this AMI-audio live presentation. Uh, we are, of course, right in Mississauga, Ontario, from the annual uh, Ontario Folk Music Conference. Next, we're going to chat with a three-time Juno uh, nominees and uh, uh, charting award nominees, excuse me, and charting band, Sultans of String. Next up, here on this AMI-audio live... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. 
We're really here to have a good time. Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, we're the hosts of Kelly and Company, and we are doing an Am I Audio Live today presentation, and uh, really, it's to me like a big kitchen party as we are at the 32nd Annual Folk Music, uh, Folk Music Ontario Conference here, and this has just been tremendous already, and we're just getting into the program, Ramya, with some great artists and more on set to go. Oh, yes. The lineup is incredible, so diverse. Um, we're going to hear something really cool right now. There's a lot of stuff going to be happening, folks. Get your ears perked and ready to go because on set with us is a three-time Juno Award nominees and Billboard Chatting, a char- Charting, excuse me, group. And these guys have been together for 10 years, okay, already formed and playing music and charting. Uh, we've got the Sultans of String with us. We're going to start, let them kick things off here, and then we'll chat with them. So, guys, take it away.
Now, you want to talk some wonderful sounds created there. There's so many questions that come to mind. That, of course, uh, Billboard charting band, the Sultans of String, joining us on our set here. Let's, uh, let's go down the list here. Uh, Chris McCool, of course, and he's in on the violin. Uh, Kevin Laperte, and he's guitar, and uh, Drew Burston on bass. And we heard all of that, you guys. Very full sound, very unique. I'm going to bring Chris up to tell us a little bit, first of all, name of that tune, tell us the background, and welcome to the show. Ah, thanks a lot for having us here. Um, the name of that song is called The Road to Kafirmishki. Uh, a lot of people think that because my last name is McCool and I play a violin or fiddle that I must be Irish or Scottish <laughs> and play lots of jigs and reels. Actually, McCool would have been pronounced Mahul in Kafirmishki, Lebanon, where my nice. ancestors came from. So a, a few years ago, I uh, grabbed my father, who had just turned 80, and we ran off to Lebanon. We uh, landed in Beirut and found a driver who knew the long and winding road to Kafirmishki, the tiny little <laughs> village right in the middle of the country um, where my grandfather grew up. And we got there and we got out of the car and basically started walking around looking for people that looked like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we found, we found a, a close cousin, a closest living cousin. And then we, uh, we walked down the road a little bit and found the actual stone house where my grandfather grew up. Um, before he came to Canada as a stowaway in a, on a ship in 1903. So that's, that's the inspiration for that piece. Wow, that it, it's amazing. The amazing amount of sound and what you guys do with instruments. And Rami, you made mention of it to me, the sounds that you guys can create with instruments that we, not, we may not necessarily contribute to the style of music. Uh, it's magic. It is. And, you know, you guys have been together for 10 years, so we read. Uh, and that sound, it does sound like it, that full sound. It feels like you guys have been uh, working together for a while. Has the sound really changed since you started working oh, together as a group? Absolutely. Uh, so, it's uh, yeah, we did just celebrate our 10th anniversary with Sultans of String. And be a couple of years before that, we were playing together. We would go out as uh, La Liberté and Mokul, which sounded a bit more like a law firm than a world music band. <laughs> does, definitely. <laughs> and, uh, but back then, we were playing more jazz standards. Uh, I was really into jazz, and that's, that's actually how I met these guys. And that's partly why they're such awesome players, because they've got the kind of wide-open ears that jazz players have. And, um, you know, some of the musical jokes that you might hear now and then, like quoting something from another song and sticking it in a song where it's not really supposed to be, but it kind of works. And that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's one of the games that the jazz players play. But over the years, it's evolved quite a bit. And bringing in a lot of... Uh, one of our favorite things to do is bringing in special guests from around the globe and um, sort of featuring them on our concerts, on our CDs. It's amazing. When I hear jazz, I can definitely tell the meshing of like the different solos. Um, but again, coordination amongst the three of you guys, it's so incredibly <laughs> impressive. Well, it must shock people when you guys, if they're not familiar with you, come out, start, and the variety of music you get out of that. But that background, as you mentioned, is essential in being as diverse. Well, it's kind of a fun, like one of the, one of the games we, we play with ourselves <laughs> is like how far outside of the normal instrument range can we, can we take <laughs> these things, you know? So we've got a l lot of pedals down here on the floor, like octavers and reverbs and all kinds of stuff. But, you know, we end up playing in, in a lot of places, you know, right across Canada where they don't necessarily have a lot of exposure to different world music rhythms Absolutely. or whatever. And one of my favorite comments of all time is uh, a farmer in rural uh, Alberta. We were doing a tour there and he he came up to me after the show. Uh, he's about six feet tall and 
big hands, almost crushed my hand and sh- shook my hand off the show and said, I have no idea what kind of music that is, <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> like, yes, one more convert. Well, we can also imagine, and uh, we'll get you guys playing something else because it's such a full, full sound that you, you present. So what's next? What are we going to hear? Well, uh, we were thinking maybe um, to take you out to the west coast of Canada with a song about uh, Luna the Whale. And I'll just put down my cans here and, and away we go. Okay. Uh, Luna is a killer whale who got separated from his pod a few years back in the Nootka Sound off Vancouver Island. And just before Luna showed up, there was a native elder, Chief Makina, who said, when I pass away, I'm going to come back to you in the form of a killer whale and bring to you traditional teachings. And um, sure enough, just four days after Chief Makina passed away, Luna showed up in the Nootka Sound. And there's great video, if you go up online, check it out, of Luna swimming alongside the Dugga canoe and calling out to the Aboriginal people. And uh, we were so moved by this story that we wrote and recorded this song about Luna the Whale.
Ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, Drew on bass, Kevin's on the guitar, and Chris on the violin. These guys are three-time Juno Award nominees and, of course, uh, Billboard charting group, uh, the Sultans of String. Uh, just amazing sound. Guys, thank you so much for being on our set. Folks, we're going to take a break. A we'll be back with lots more right here on AMI-audio Live. gentlemen this is an ami audio live presentation and i i'm just taken taken away so far folks we've had some great music i'm kelly mcdonald host of kelly and company alongside me ramya muthan uh, co-host of kelly and company and we're here for this special ami audio live in uh, mississauga ontario at the uh, ontario folk music conference uh, Ramya, I think we're both still recovering from the uh, Sultans of oh. String there, that last tune that told such a story, as you put such it. Such a story. Luna the Whale was the um, the song that we're talking about that they performed last for us. And I just thought it was so incredibly well put together. I mean, at one point, you're wondering if it's just three instruments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about a full sound, three instruments, oh. filling up yeah. a, a space and uh, really bringing you the full quality. As, and I mean, these artists have just got so much talent. Uh, and, and I'm not just talking, um, you know, really the Sultans of String. I, I'm talking what we're going to hear coming up and what mm -hmm. we've heard so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like just within one track, we're sliding from one emotion to another. We're encompassing so many different feelings and the tones, the themes, the the keys uh, that, that the songs are written in. Like, it's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We're going to hear probably over 14... I'd say 14 songs, uh, no, f over 13 songs on yep. the program today. So it's going to be amazing. We welcome in also who's here and really put together a lot of our broadcast. Uh, Andy Frank from Another Lifetime, very connected to the folk music, uh, the whole field of it around Canada, Andy. And this is tremendous event that you've brought us to. Give us some scope of what this is for people who have never heard of this. Well, this is, you know, you... It's, a, it's an industry event where, you know, you have insurance salesmen get together, you know, to <laughs> talk yeah. about dental insurance and you get, uh, you know, doctors together. Any of those yet. You know, <laughs> no, not, well, you, open wines. Most, yeah. most musicians have another life that they won't necessarily reveal to you in True. an interview. True. Uh, they have to pay the bills like everybody else does. Um, but so this is, a, yeah, this is an industry event. Uh, Folk Music Ontario gathers in um, uh, professional musicians from mostly across Canada, some from abroad. Uh, and it's an, an opportunity for them to present themselves in various different showcases. Some of them are what they call official showcases in bigger hotel ballrooms in front of potential festival bookers, record labels, uh, all kinds of people that might further their business careers, right? So this is basically what this is. This is an opportunity for them to showcase their stuff to people that might not have otherwise been exposed to them before. And then there are these unofficial showcases that happen. This is unfortunately a closed event. It's not a, a public event. So, But the unofficial showcases, what happens are two floors of this hotel, usually, typically, are devoted to performance each room turns into a little mini performance hall. Nice. Wow. And uh, they, they aggressively go out and hand out flyers and invite people to go and check them out in their rooms. And they decorate the rooms and they put fancy mm -hmm. lights and all kinds of other crazy things. And they'll play all night. 
all night. And it's just like, it, this is what you won't see at an insurance conference. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and when I looked online and saw some of the times that these guys are playing, and again, in this closed kind of situation, what? what? One o'clock in the morning? Oh, they, a lot of people are just getting up around that time. My gosh. Yeah, it's a very different rhythm. For you sure. dug up a really great lineup for us. Uh, basically put this whole thing together for the lineup for AMI Audio Live. How did you get involved in all this? Well, I was involved uh, uh, with the scene... I, you know, it's a good question. I don't even know how I got it. I guess I got involved when, in a radio incarnation back in the early 2000s, and um, one of my gigs was to present live music from some of the venues around Toronto. And I got to know the scene, and the scene is an incredibly warm and, uh, and friendly scene, and you just can't help but get sucked into it. And then from there, I went into videography, and I started uh, doing shoots with these acts in various different places. And then I got involved in the whole folk festival scene and even the Canadian Folk Music Awards, which are still going on. Uh, so I got very involved in the scene. I got to know a lot of these people, and I, I attended many of these conferences. Like I've had many bleary-eyed weekends at these things <laughs> wow. in the past. This is the 32nd such conference. I think I've been to about eight of them, and I'm amazed that I'm still alive. Well, and Andy, <laughs> what we're hearing is such a variety, and I think this is what some of my friends who are very into folk music have said over the years to me, to anyone that will listen, in touting the music of, you know, whatever you think is folk music, um, if you're not really familiar with it, take that, shake your head, and open yourself to what variances there are of the music. The genre itself is so wide and calls upon every other music. And a lot of people still have the old notion of folk music being, you know... Uh, 1960s, Peter, Paul, Mary Yeah, kind precisely. Of Which, and there's nothing wrong no, with no, that. No, no. We'll hear some very... But it's expanded. Yeah, yeah but it's... Very it's, much. it's in, I did a film about this once upon a time, and basically we concluded that it was basically the music of the people. Yeah. It is whatever, and because the world is not such a smaller place now, everything is aggregated now into, uh, this is kind of a miscellaneous catch-all category, uh, but it's not world music, it's not jazz, it's not rock and roll, it is still folk, but folk means what, what it, you know, different for, for different people, it means different things. Pick up an instrument, play kind of thing is yeah. what it feels and, to and me. It, and it's original. It's singer-songwriters. It's people who write most of the material. Most of the stuff that you'll hear today was written by the performers. And yeah. uh, so it's, that's still very authentic in that way, too. Well, I mean, when we were uh, listening to Chris talk from Sultans of String, he talked about how the music has evolved even for them, right? Being a group that's been together for 10 years. Uh, obviously, the sound evolves, the fusion evolves, and you start getting pieces of other music encompassing itself oh, into yeah. this genre and so incredible. And, and if you go up and down those corridors, what I was telling you, those two floors of performances uh, at night, uh, you just don't hear the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very, very rich thing. And the quality of Canadian folk music is second to none. A lot of the great legendary Canadian artists that you're all familiar with came from this scene. So it, it, it is a strong scene in Canada. Well, I like what you say. It, you know, Even The Bird Was Free, Hal mentioned, of course, we know his past bus driver and getting a chance to now really feel this 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 era this industry and get out there and have so much enjoyment and fun with a lot of fun people we still have some other great ones coming up uh on the program um tomato tomato they'll be joining <laughs> yeah. us we're working on that one too so we'll be discussing well, I, I deliberately exactly. went to, i deliberately went across canada to get some uh, representation from different parts of the country too so uh, you know we our next act has got some connections to the to the west coast and then uh, we also have um, uh, some East Coast representation. We'll have uh, Ian Foster here from yeah. Newfoundland, oh, uh, Tomato yeah. Tomato from uh, from New Brunswick, Mike Stevens from Sarnia, Ontario, but basically representing the entire north of Canada, as we'll find out in conversation with yes. him. Rachel Beck from Prince Edward Island. She'll be here to uh, close out the set a little bit later. So we do have some nice regional representation. It's yeah. really going to be something very special.
And uh, more than music, I mean, you were talking about Mike Stevens, and we teased that earlier as well, um, that we're going to talk about projects, not just the music itself, but what music is doing for people all around Canada. So. Well, uh, Arts Can Circle for yes. uh, is, it, if you have time to Google something, just enter Arts Can Circle, and you'll be blown away Incredible. by the stuff that Mike Stevens has done over the past 15 years or so um, in the North with uh, with giving, making music possible for people, uh, for some people that for, for whom music would not have otherwise been uh, an alternative. Uh, and, so, and and beyond that, Andy, we're really uh, really excited to hear more, to get so much into the the music with everybody, and really learn so much as to what they're what they've got for us, and sharing with each other, and that support system that they all have for each other that is quite quite visible here already. Uh, and this goes till Sunday. This goes, so yeah, through about Sunday noonish. That's when people bleerily check out. <laughs> <laughs> well, why bother then, sleeping at well, something that's like this? Yeah. You'll I mean, miss something. You'll miss something. Veteran, exactly. Veterans of this scene take Monday and Tuesday off, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot of sleep going on this weekend. Wow. Awesome. Uh, Andy's also going around and seeing who may want to come on our program. As uh, we know over on Kelly and Company, we on Fridays try to keep it light, and there's a lot of talent here which to call upon, so we're looking forward to it. We're going to step aside for a moment, and we're going to bring in uh, Big Little Lions. What an awesome name. You'll love it. We'll learn about them, talk to them, and hear their music after this. All right. This uh, AMI Audio Live edition. I'm Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan. We're the hosts of Kelly and Company. Our goal is to really make you just feel totally relaxed this afternoon and really let the music speak for itself today. So get ready. It's, it's coming back at you. Here we are, ready to continue our program here from the 32nd Folk Music Ontario Conference. And uh, we are coming to you from Mississauga, Ontario. Ramya, I'll hand it over to you because our next act is ready to go. Yes, so we're going to hear from another duo right now. This is the pairing of two individually successful songwriters, Helen Austin on, uh, today we're going to have her on guitar, vocals, and some foot percussion, as well as Paul Otten, who is on vocals, drums, and bass. Wow, these guys are busy today. <laughs> and the duo is called Big Little Lions. So let's hear something from you guys before we get to chat with you in a sec.
Uh, we're on with Big Little Lions right now, Paul Lawton and Helen Austin. Uh, just a little background on the group. Uh, you guys have been recognized a lot for your writing. First place in the International Songwriting Competition, as well as Song of the Year in the John Lennon uh, Songwriting Competition, and uh, you won Ensemble of the Year at the Canadian Folk Music Award. Now, the cool part is, Helen, you're based on Vancouver Island in BC, and Paul Lawton is uh, based in Cincinnati, but your duo proves that borders do not divide you guys, and art brings you guys together. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, we, uh, we kind of became a band without knowing each other, because we were writing a lot for TV in film and we were doing it from afar so we, we'd written pretty much an album before we actually met to play Unbelievable. so somebody described it it was like an arranged band <laughs> <laughs> I love how important and in that last tune for example I mean writing's important but what you guys did how that changed that song to me was two songs of course yeah, the time put together was so nice smooth and and different um, and that's that's great writing, and and uh, you know, which is interesting because the writing goes first, not the performance. And yet, that was a pretty darn good performance. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, the writing itself and getting that recognition from peers. Uh, how, how, for you guys, important is that compared to performance itself? Since this is what you've cut your teeth on all your life, writing. Right, right. So, uh, the writing was all we were going to focus on, and then uh, when the performance came in, we had to figure out how we were going to pull it off. That's <laughs> and, amazing. Uh, so we, uh, we, we, we were a three-piece, a five-piece, a seven-piece, and then we had to figure out how to do it all on our, se- uh, on our own, just for logistical reasons. And so in our normal setup, Paul plays uh, bass keys, keyboard, Full kit, sings harmonica all at the same time wow. while his head explodes. Okay, I was just going to say, <laughs> he spins like a top. Yeah. He does. My <laughs> son likes to call him the, uh, the, the Swiss Army knife of uh, musical instruments. Well, voice counted, you guys, today we're playing three instruments each, so incredibly well, stuff. We set up the band so we could do everything absolutely as hard as possible. <laughs> Make everything <laughs> h- tough on us, like travel. And we, we, we like a challenge. Well, can you tell us a little bit about that track you just played? That's a brand new tune which is going to be on our next album, which we're working on right now, which is going to come out next year sometime. But uh, Paul, Paul wrote that for his dad, and uh, that was just for me. It was just a, an immediate song that I wanted to play live. Yeah, and it has to do with uh, dementia, people that have to go through dementia, which my dad suffered from. So Amazing. We were talking about this earlier, the storytelling that comes with the music, and I guess uh, with all the recognition for his songwriting, that's really a priority for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No. It's it's a reaching down and and that emotion, bringing something like that to to that story, to that performance every time you go out and uh, and do that. I would imagine you feel that, Paul, constantly with that tune. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's so fresh, and we everything about it's so fresh. So the yeah, we finished it literally like less than no less than two weeks ago. Oh wow! <laughs> oh boy. That's a real but tester, it's, it's, putting it out here like this. This is great. <laughs> oh, we just love the song so much. Oh, we've been yeah. playing it and playing it while I'm, we've been on tour coming oh. up here. Excellent. And where are you guys touring? Uh, we started in Ohio, Paul's uh, hometown, and then we toured through, up through northern Ohio, New York, uh, Toronto, and then came here. Um, the name of the group. I mean, I think you've alluded to through the things you've talked about, the downsizing <laughs> of the group and that kind of thing, but uh, where did it come from? Well, the big little comes from the fact that there's about a foot and a half between us height-wise. <laughs> uh, so that's, we, we're really easy to spot at this conference because we're walking around. It's like they look ridiculous together. 
Amazing. Helen had a dream about being on safari. <laughs> that was it. That was, that was how we got. <laughs> That's where it came from. Yes, yes. my dreams. Okay. <laughs> now we want to hear another track for, from you before you, we let you go. So give us a little about the next one you want to play, and then we'll get right into it. Well, this is from our latest album, uh, and it's, the, it's called Find Your Tribe. And it's about, you know, we, I, we, I don't know if you've noticed, we're living in some really weird times right now. And this is about finding the people that you can really relax with, really be yourself with. And I think that's really important right now. It's called Find Your Tribe. Turn on the light, open your eyes, put on your backs down, turn around, we are good to be home. It's not a house, not even a town, it's where your heart lies each night.
is Find Your Tribe by Helen Austin, who was on guitar, vocals, and percussion, and Paul Otten, who on vocals, drums, and bass. Uh, they make up Big Little Lions. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a break and uh, come back with a lot more on the program. Ian Foster, he's joining us next uh, to start our second hour right here on this AMI-audio live program brought to you lots of music from all of us here at ami audio stick around out there, but I'm having a great old time. Kelly McDonald, host of Kelly & Company, Ramya Muthan, my co-host, and we are very much enjoying all performances that we're getting today from the 32nd Annual Folk Music Ontario Conference. Uh, this is an incredible event being held out here at the uh, Hilton Toronto Airport uh, Hotel. This is just phenomenal, and we've still got an hour to go with uh, more artists, more conversation. Uh, oh, did I happen to mention? And lots more music just in case I, I left that off. Ian Foster is joining us now. He is from St. John's, Newfoundland. Uh, he wears many musical hats, uh, such as music producer, film director, writer, and composer. And as well, of course, he's going to play. Uh, his latest project is called Sleeper Years and was released in 2017. Ian, I'm going to ask if you're set to go, let's get a tune out of you, and then let's talk a little bit with Rummy and I. I think that's his way of saying he's ready. We good? Yes, good. sir. All right, I'm All ready right. to go. There we go. <laughs> this is called The War We're Fighting. fade in, I think we'll call that. Okay, live radio. Here we is. go. All right. Yeah, we got this you. Is the, <laughs> this is the war we're fighting.
a season inside an endless rain got me rubbing my eyes going against the grain hell is in the headline no detail to be seen angry at each other before we even speak that's not the war we're fighting that's not the war we're fighting I thought I knew the score I wasn't looking at the board I wasn't even at the game It was on in the background Just another half-heard sound Ready to argue it all the same That's not the war we're fighting 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 Ian Foster getting our second hour uh, started here, and we'll have a little chat with you in a moment here. I just want to go over a couple of these little notes about you. Uh, following the tradition of great singer-songwriters from the rock, uh, like the late Ron Hines, he has toured, uh, Ian has, uh, internationally and produced critically acclaimed uh, albums for other artists, and of course toured with a short film called Keystone. I guess I'd be remiss first in asking about the inspiration to that song, Ian, and uh, thank you very much for joining us on our set. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I wrote that at the BAM Center uh, this past uh, this past March. I was there for a singer-songwriter residency, which was an amazing experience. They had about 28 songwriters from around the country and around the world uh, come together in Banff and write songs for a month. Um, that was one of the songs that came out of that. And I, and I suppose to put it simply, like it's, uh, it's a song about uh, how right now everything feels the loudest, you know, uh, in terms of the noise of the mm. world. And that song is really about trying to figure out what's actually the most important, you know, the war we're fighting. Wow, wow. And, and certainly the world is full of a lot of noise. But you talk about the being in residency and all those other songwriters 
uh, the percentage of time you guys would spend working together, helping each other with their to- with each other's tunes and stuff like that, that experience invaluable. But what was the highlight for you? I mean, I'm sure there's so many things, but what was your biggest takeaway? Hmm. Uh, working with some of the the faculty there was really great. Uh, Howard Billerman was there as uh, as the in house producer, and Fats Kaplan, who plays with John Prine and Jack White, was there as a as a side player in residence. And so they they worked on that song and another song I wrote there in in a demo situation. That was pretty fulfilling. Nice, pretty cool. Yeah, and a lot of other great players on that track as well who were fellow songwriters, friends of mine now. Yeah, so Keystone is the second short that I uh, that I wrote and directed, and I got into film through uh, through scoring um, other people's films and music, and then got into the community that way, and then uh, wrote my first film, which is called One More Song, and that basically enabled me to make Keystone, which is a a ten minute dramatic short, and uh, it's. Uh, it was the work of some very talented, uh, very talented team, and we, we toured it around the country, uh, the, starting at the Calgary Film Festival and moving it to, uh, to overseas as well. It, it played in Ireland and Germany. Excellent. When you produce for other people, uh, what is the best part of that? I, I know it's when a song goes on, people know it, recognize it, and the artist is happy with the success of it. But I think in, in, as an individual, as your part of it, what do you love so much about when you get that opportunity? There's always something to learn, you know, uh, whether that's just the technical side of making sound or working on other people's songs, you know, pulling them apart and putting them back together, you know, not not in a, a mean way, but just in terms of how a song works. You just learn more about that ever mysterious process. So I feel like every record I've made is has made my own my own future records a little bit better. I just understood a little more in getting to work with other people's perspectives. Ian, I'm going to ask you to give us another tune, if we can be greedy as to grab for another one. Of course, obviously, yeah. Uh, what's this tune? Uh, this is called You Left a Song. So I, I wrote this song about, uh, probably, I'm from Newfoundland, so one of our most famous songwriters, probably arguably our most famous songwriters, is, is Ron Hines. And he passed away a few years ago. And the, the story of his passing is now infamous. All of the power went out in downtown St. John's within about a half an hour of, of his passing. Former bandmates couldn't go on stage to play their shows. Um, uh, Fred's Records, our kind of hero local record store, put on one of Ron's albums to close out that night. And all the power went out on that street, up to and including the building attached to Fred's, but not Fred's. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. And so... I was in my house in downtown, the power goes out, I get a text about Ron's passing, and uh, I'm just sitting there with that information. So uh, I just thought about all the great songs he left behind, and this is called You Left a Song for, for Ron. You left a song in the stones of Solomon's Lane. A song at the bar of the rose A song in the water Under bridges you burned A song for a lifetime that goes You left a song With the dogs roaming the streets A song for running out the door You left a song in the honor Of an island in tears A song on the ocean's floor So tell me how Did you make them all shine Even in the darkest night 
How did you break so many hearts just by turning off the lights? You left a song on the ice, a song in the cards, in the eye of the needle stink. A song in a young man's rambling shoes, a song at the heart of things. You left a song in the rooms of your empty home, a song on a distant shore. You left a song on the step. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan, and we are the hosts of this AMI Audio Live presentation, and absolutely enjoying ourselves immensely with the great artists that we have here. We are coming to you from Mississauga, Ontario, from the 32nd Annual Folk Music Ontario Conference. Now, Ramya, we've learned from Andy and some of the artists, the obviously the value of uh, a conference like this, having oh, yeah. so many people together, industry people, and a chance to you know pass on knowledge, but pass on who they are and mm-hmm. get market themselves. I really think a lot of the value is just that it's two days straight, pretty much. I mean, we're talking night and day, and uh, you get to walk around and just take in so many different kinds of the art that you do, but other people's take on it. When you're an artist, there's so much that you can learn. And I think Ian said it best, you know, talking to people and doing the residency that he did. Um, and he to- spoke of in our, our last segment. And just getting that chance to talk to different people and learn from each other. And I've noticed that uh, people in this, this field of music... really benefit, really appreciate, and support each other. So much hand on someone's back saying, hey, man, really great. And, hey, let's jam together. Let's have some fun. Absolutely. So uh, before this segment, we heard from a solo artist. Right now we're going back to hearing from a duo. Now, this is a musical couple called Tomato Tomato from New Brunswick. Uh, We know this this, uh, musical duo to be a high energy duo with a mix of folk and country for giving us a quote genre bending uh, fusion <laughs> so let's hear um from husband and wife john and lisa mcclag and let's hear what they got to give to us all right should we jump right in okay great well, we're gonna play something uh something uh still unreleased but we have a new album coming out so we're, you guys are getting a little bit of a sneak Little pared down, pared down, little pared down, yeah. Sing it on the road. Sing it on the road. 
find some open spaces. Smile stretch across our faces. Our eyes reflecting all the places we've seen as rivers and trees fill the window, singing on the Tomato Tomato with John and Lisa McClagan. That was a really, really fun song. I want to get to your new album in a second, but first got to read this quote off your uh, bio page. <laughs> Live shows include jaw-dropping, multitasking, dynamic guitar arrangements, and soaring vocal harmonies. So tell us who was playing what here. <laughs> um, I was just playing um, a shaker and a tambourine. However, as I said, it was pared down. So normally I would have a kick drum and a snare drum and a washboard and a cymbal and a bunch of other stuff. doesn't always do well in <laughs> live radio. <so> <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want to put you guys through that. Uh, I play a guitar and sing. And wow. you guys are on the harmonies together. <laughs> it doesn't That's sound like amazing. much. I love that we just got a, um, a thumbs up from the sound tech. Like, thank you for <laughs> not bringing all those things. <laughs> yeah, and, and no matter what, it still translates well hearing that jump down, spin around, you know, all that stuff that would have to be done with that multiple instruments and things like that. And high energy that you guys bring to a show, and you can hear that in the power of, of your voices and the spirit oh. of the music. Um, I think that's for sure thumbs up on that too congratulations mm -hmm. thank, well, thank you. you but uh yeah earlier this year you guys were recording a new album in nashville at an analog wonderland the bomb shelter studio so <laughs> tell us more about that experience in your new album well you know it was really uh we it was really a wonderful experience we were there for uh well we were in nashville for about two weeks but it only took us about nine days to record the album wow and that was from kind of walking in and meeting everyone to the finished product uh, so it went, it went very smoothly, and I think when you work in that analog world, uh, you don't have all the options that we do now. So right. it just forces you to make decisions early on and commit to them. And uh, it, was, it was great. It was kind of a dream. Wow. It was smooth, though. I mean, it was, it was really, you know, we, we put together this kind of dream team of musicians and, um, 
and production and everything, and, and we were able to just enjoy having like this like-mindedness, uh, both musically and in terms of like work ethic, and we just kind of, you know, got it, got really into it and got into the zone, and then. But it was also really relaxed. I mean, we took two-hour lunch breaks for tacos, and you know, <laughs> it was good. When right. you have that much talent there, it's it's easier to produce what you need to do because so many people. You guys are all on the same kind of page, right? Mm-hmm. When you go on the road, do you guys with when you have everything with you and you're doing that performance? I'm sure audience just loves watching you do that jaw dropping, multitasking on stage, and that part of the routine. Well, we hope so. <laughs> That's the goal. Well, There's definitely of- a lot of comments after the show. You know, Lisa gets a lot of props for all she does. <laughs> and then there's that moment where they look at me and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and what do you do? <laughs> well, it takes two for tomato to moderate. Yeah. And speaking of which, do you guys go by Mr. and Mrs. Tomato or Tomato? Oh, when we say, uh, that's a good question. We usually say Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Tomato. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like not you, that that's a big review. I was just going to say you shorten really it down. There. Yeah. I mean, not only you shorten us on instrument stuff, but you shorten it. Oh, all right. <laughs> How long did it take for you guys to put the album together before you actually got to, to Nashville and started the recording? Well, um... John is kind of constantly songwriting, as, as they do. Um, and so he was writing for about a year before before we got down there. Um, and the goal was to have more songs to choose from than... Instead of the pressure of, like, every song having to work and saying, okay, I'm going to write, you know, ten songs and all of these are going on the mm, album. For sure. We wanted to go down... John ended up writing more, like, 30 songs <laughs> and then we had you know, we were able to, like, see how the, how the music kind of started to come alive. And it became more evident, you know, what songs were going to get onto the record, I suppose, as wow. it got closer. Yeah, I think as, as the year went on, it kind of, you know, what the overall direction of the record would be kind of took shape, and then uh, we were able to kind of pick from there. There's still mm-hmm. a few we cut that I come back to in my, in my mind and think, ah. It'll be on the next <laughs> one. I, I was going to say, either <laughs> no or, yeah, why didn't we? Why couldn't yeah. we? But like Ramya says, the next one. We want to yeah. hear one more from you. So sure. will this be off the new album as well? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think we've changed our minds at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we do. Awesome. This <laughs> is our a... little mental, <laughs> mental looking at each well, other kind of uh, telepathic conversation here i think we chose the same song though i think so too and you know because we we are known for like having all this percussion and and everything it's also nice to just really strip everything down and and just do something completely you know a little different okay Okay. let's hear it yeah and since we were going to be in nashville i wanted to write at least one sad kind of country (laughs) at least one go with the feeling hand on the bible I swear that we're done It's taken a while But it's finally come My clothes, they are sorted On the end of the bed On the wall hangs a picture Of the day Keep the picture And I'll keep the 
That was Mr. and Mrs. Tomato of Tomato Tomato, a musical couple from New Brunswick. Thank you guys so much for giving us this uh, mix of folk and country. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. And we're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Stevens of Sarnia, Ontario is up next. He's an award-winning musician, composer, author, and founder of Arts Can Circle. You've got to hear about that. That's straight ahead here on this AMI-audio live presentation. Ontario Music Ontario Conference here. I've got to get that out right. You want folks. to say festival, don't you? Oh, I do, I, I do, and I apologize, guys, but uh, a conference, boy, what a way of talking about getting heads together and talking about music. Uh, we are here in Mississauga, Ontario, and uh, Ramya Muth and Kelly McDonald, we're the hosts of Kelly and Company weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on AMI-audio, and we are your hosts for this AMI-audio live presentation We've got to give a big thanks to everybody that's joining us today on the set because really to, to have this lineup of talent and that and people sitting down with us and talking and sharing with us uh, their passion, music, the things that uh, they are offering up and so humble, it's just, uh, just amazing. Um, Mike Stevens is joining us now. Uh, he's from Sarnia, Ontario, as we mentioned before the break. He is a award-winning musician, composer, and uh, co- uh, um, author as well, and Mike, something we'll get into very shortly with you, too, is the uh, being the founder of Arts Can Circle, which we'll, we'll talk about. But uh, thank you for joining us on our set. 
We uh, weren't sure we were getting him on uh, on here just with timing today, but uh, he's come running in and he's joining yeah. us. Just hopped uh, off a plane and came straight here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's incredible when uh, when this kind of thing when you when you're doing something like this and uh, people step up to the plate for us like this uh, and and ready to go in that. Um, all set there, Mike. Almost. We're almost. We're just getting them set here, ladies and gentlemen. Scrambling is we'll my life these oh. days. <laughs> Scrambling a good thing. It is a good thing. Thanks a lot for joining us and uh, getting things started with us. Um, how long have you been in the music scene? Oh, boy. Uh, I know those magic questions are like, how old is a person? I thought, what are you doing? Yeah, long time. I'll be 61 next week. I started playing when I was six years old and um, have been touring and playing since my early 20s. So long time. Makes me feel old. Yeah, long time. <laughs> Well, at an event like this, I highly doubt you feel old, really, do you? With this, with all the energy and the stuff that that just drifts in here, Mike, uh, I, I can't imagine it. Um, you play harmonica. I do. And uh, what you've done—he's a pioneer. Kelly. Well, exactly, and uh, you know, I think that's fantastic. But you've also brought harmonica to the bluegrass scene. Explain. Yeah, that's really a, an odd thing. I never planned on it. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Sarnia, Ontario, and I always played uh, music by myself. I always hit it and uh, never joined a band, never did anything. Really? And I saw an ad in the newspaper that uh, there was a local bluegrass band starting up in Sarnia. And Sarnia's not really the hub of bluegrass no. activity, <laughs> right? So I applied, and they didn't get enough applicants, so they took the harmonica player. <laughs> That's so, a great story. Well, and well, the thing is, I guess, when you're looking short, well, we'll take you. Yeah, well, and it was really weird because they didn't know what to do with it. I was like the redheaded stepchild, you know. And um, So basically, I'd play one or two tunes in a set. And I put up with that for a long time, and then eventually joined a band where I wrote a lot of the music and led it. And then we were on this one show in Carlisle, Ontario, and I played in a group, um, the Lewis family, who's really well-respected bluegrass group. Um, even Elvis was a fan of theirs. They heard me. They invited me up on stage. I played with them, and afterwards they said, if you agree to follow us all over North America for no money, what we'll do is I'll plant you in the audience. And he said, I'll start a banjo <laughs> tune, and I'll stop in the middle of it. And he said... Uh, I'll ask if anybody plays the harmonica, and that'll be your cue to <laughs> nice. stand up. Nice. So I looked. My wife, Jane, was there, and I said, well, all we had was a Mazda 323, and we hadn't, you know, we didn't have any money or anything. And, um, okay, we'll crisscross North America in this little car. We won't sleep, you know. We won't get paid. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so we did. And uh, what happened was they would, sure enough, you know, these were shows uh, sometimes that had – beer tents and people with handguns and you know he would start the banjo tune he'd stop in the middle of it what this song needs is harmonica and that was my cue oh i have a harmonica so i'd go up on stage we'd play and then generally we'd burn the place to the ground and they pass the hat at the end of it and i made more money than the bands on the bill and i got a booking for the next year oh man, oh, man that is beautiful it's is eventually so how cool. i got on the grand old opry they heard me that way and I got on the Opry. So that whole leap of faith thing, boy, I tell you what, works out. And you've been on the Grand Ole Opry 
A lot of times. A lot. Over 300, I Yeah, yeah I think over 300 <laughs> times over the years. Yeah, it's crazy. And you got a book out um, for yep. the fusion of bluegrass and harmonica as well. Yeah, on Hal Leonard, and, and it's um, it's got distribution all over. And That's Yeah, incredible. I'm a pretty lucky guy. Well, can we get you to play for us before we talk about Arts Can Circle? Yeah, huh? you bet. I'll play something that... Um, that relates to Arts Can Circle. I'll just talk okay. for a sec about it because it sets it up. Beautiful. In the early days of doing this, um, I saw a lot of stuff that really shook me up. And um, I'd have this reoccurring dream. And the dream had music in it, but not like regular instruments. I had to figure out a way to actually make these sounds. And um, I think its purpose is to put people in maybe one of these communities and have them think a little deeper about what's happening in Canada in uh, in, in some of these uh, remote communities, the inequality and things. But it's called A Walk in My Dream, so I'll, I'll play that for you. <laughs> yes, let's put that tea down. Have to get my tea. <laughs> it's mushroom tea, but not that kind. Now you know, Mike Field, we got to ask you about that. Uh, like, that's so many sounds sitting here. I'm like, my goodness, how's he doing all that? Um, tell yeah. us, uh, to fill us in. I'm using a looper, and um, I've just altered the looper so that I could stick a microphone into the uh, 
input of it, and I've taken apart a really cheap effects processor and rebuilt it so that it'll work on the vowel sounds, like throat singing, um, of my voice. And then I've got a drum microphone, a little wee tiny one, and I I, uh, built a a volume control, control with a transformer in it to be able to plug into it. Just... It's, um, they're tools, but, but it's really just an instrument. It's kind of, um, when I play harmonica, I don't feel like I'm a harmonica player. I feel like I'm mm. just playing music, and this wow. is hopefully just an extension of that. Well, you can definitely feel the North influence on that Arts Can Circle we're talking to, right? Yeah. There's so many levels to it. And, yeah, let's circle back around to Arts Can Circle, the creation of that um, was after your visit to a northern community in 1999. So give us more background on that and what exactly this nonprofit is. Yeah, well, it, it, um, it changed my life. Uh, I was booked. I was a really lucky guy. I mean, I'd won all kinds of awards and was on the Opry, and I was doing things like flying to Japan for the day for a show and back again. Like, for a harmonica player, that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just everything was going really, really well. And uh, we were booked to play on a, a tour for Canadian peacekeepers. We were headed to um, alert the northern tip of Ellesmere Island and then on to Bosnia after that. Oh, man. And uh, we stopped off for fuel in Goose Bay, Labrador. And uh, we had a show to play there, and it was really unusual. You know, there are two communities there. There's, um, well, three, but, but there's Goose Bay, Northwest River, and Sheshishi. Sheshishi being the Innu community. I mean, if you're going to drive there, it's 1,000 kilometers, the last part on a gravel road. So like a fly-in community. When it was time to play this show at the theater, I looked in the audience, and uh, there were no indigenous people at all, which seemed really out of balance with where that is, where that's located. There's just these communities at the end of the road. So um, I'd heard a little bit about some of the issues Sheshishi was dealing with. So when it was my turn to actually... um, play i talked about that community and dedicated a song to them and uh when i played it i got the iciest response i've ever got um on stage it was like uh wasn't prejudiced but it just was really close to the bone for those folks yeah so i backed off the stage went to the record table a guy there it's a long story so i'll make it short um a guy came up and said look if you'd like to go to that community sneak away from your tour i'll drive you out there wow so i did that went out there long story short came face to face with eight kids sniffing gas right by the side of the road got out played music for them some of that got filmed and that footage ended up going all around the world so while i continued on my tour my wife had you know it was between 500 and a thousand media requests from all over the world wanting to talk so parked my career and started to make things up like well if you have an instrument under your bed let me know where it is and and uh and i'll go get it wow so filled my house full of instruments uh got them up to uh and did my first workshop then started going into other communities across canada uh with harmonicas and go out in the bush at night looking for kids play hand them harmonicas and at this point i think we've handed out over 40,000 harmonicas and recording studios and you know, instrument lending libraries and stuff. A lot like, of great people involved. That is incredible. If people want to do that, where do they go and search you out? You can go to artscancircle.ca and, and check us out there. 
Mike Stevens, thank you so much from yeah. Sarnia, Ontario, joining us today on our set. Uh, really wonderful, really fantastic. Uh, we're going to continue. We've got lots going on. PEI singer, a singer, songwriter, and musician, of course, Rachel Beck. Uh, on our set in just a moment, prayer from this AMI Audio Live presentation. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan, and I know things are getting on in the program, so I'm going to hand things over to Ramya as uh, we've got one more act to get to today. As That's we are, all, just one uh, I know, more. unbelievable, we are at the 32nd Annual uh, Folk Music Ontario Conference. Well, um, we actually got a, quite a variety of things that go went on today and oh. are still going on, Kelly. We got duos, we've got trios, we got solo artists. Uh, just now we finished with Mike Stevens, who is a call himself a harmonica player, but there was a lot more much as more you than put that. it going on <laughs> and uh, so many things and Arts Can Circle that he was talking about. Phenomenal. Oh, and his inspiration. You That's know, right. That's what it, got it's him a story there. behind it that is just mind blowing. Distributing instruments to people who just don't have and uh, on the break we were quickly chatting about my trip up the Nunavut uh, to yes. shoot a documentary and throat singing and just yeah, you were talking about uh, your fascination oh just wonderful stuff and and so much fun and, and uh, not being somebody who's only played a little bit of piano trumpet and baritone in my life sang with different choirs yeah. to get involved with something like that and play around and have so fun and, and feel that spirit it's and wonderful mike is like a great example of um you know just fusing because yeah. he, he started the, the uh, harmonica scene in bluegrass and it's just um it's taken him so far so wide well, yeah, when you talk about going to the Grand Ole Opry over 300 times. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Amazing. Talk about accomplishments. Well, I think we can start talking about our next act, our last one of the day for this AMI Audio Live Now shut broadcast. your mouth. Come on. There's I know. Be more. I'm upset as well, but uh, we're just going to have to stick around for the weekend then. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to be uh, chatting and hearing from PEI singer-songwriter and musician Rachel Beck. Um, her self-titled debut album came out March of this year, which you can check out as well. Uh, we've got Rachel on vocals and piano today, and we've got her with uh, Natalie. Williams Calhoun on cello and vocals. So this is going to be a really great act for us today. Um, her new album uh, single is uh, Reckless Heart, which uh, made it to CBC's Music Top 20 after six weeks of con- continuous votes. So wow. that's really, really incredible. Um, we're just going to find out if we're ready to hear from Rachel and Natalie. See if we can get a couple of tunes out of them yeah. and uh, get a wee bit of talk in about the album. Think we're set? Not quite. All right, um, but yeah, it, it, this is going to be a, a both female duo, so I'm really excited about this one. And uh, yeah, we got some great uh, variety of 
locations out here today, too. Well, we do. Um, so many people, too, gathered around, and there's rooms that they're using to do the other performances oh, in. Right. So you've got so much as people check in, and uh, lots you can imagine happening, including in here with us folks, getting everybody set up and, 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 la and everything we're trying to do. So a lot behind the scenes here as everybody gets ready, and they swap in, and they're been very patient with us. And, uh, again, uh, Shout out to our technicians us. on scene today, oh. Sam Robinson and Matt Agnew. Yeah. With the help of Andy Frank, of course. And Jeff Ryman back at the studio. Yeah. Just in case the we exit team. very quickly, guys, <laughs> <laughs> don't get a chance to say that. Thanks to everybody. This was a, a really wonderful idea. Andy had to come on out here and uh, yeah, definitely. Putting this lineup together for us and making sure that we have a ton of variety and resources to check out all these people. And uh, you and can find that on our blog as surface. well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Go to our blog for all the, the links and resources and names and titles of uh, everything that we've been hearing today because... You're going to want to check them out. And this being an AMI-audio live, when you look for the podcast, folks, uh, we will be under AMI-audio live, so subscribe, and uh, you can check that out in case you're catching part of this or not able to catch one of the repeats that will air in the next uh, 24 hours here on AMI-audio. I'm wondering, I'm thinking we might be almost ready. Yep, we are. So let's hear again. This is a PI singer-songwriter and musician Rachel Beck with uh, Natalie Calhoun on cello let's hear uh, let's hear something from you guys well, this is uh the first single off my new record and it's called uh, reckless heart build your empires then watch them fall like you never cared for them at all your mighty castles crumble to die you reckless heart You reckless heart Heart You paint your pictures And throw them to the flame As if
That was incredible. We got Rachel Beck on vocals, and uh, she's B.I. singer, songwriter, and musician. We've got her on vocals and piano, and Natalie Williams Calhoun on cello and vocals. Rachel, can I? Can we get to know some of the influences that you have um, with your music? Oh, yeah. Where to start? Well, I feel like growing up on the East Coast, I've just been surrounded by music my whole life, but um, certainly Joni Mitchell and... Uh, Sarah McLaughlin oh. have been very influential, and more recently, I've been really digging Florence and the Machine. So nice piano pop, you know, a little little folk. Yeah, I'm hearing a little pop. I love it. And yeah. uh, tell us about your album as well, self-titled. Yeah, well, this was my first solo album, uh, and I had the great joy of working with producer Daniel Ledwell, who's based in Halifax, um, and some people may know his wife, Jen Grant. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he was really great in terms of introducing some new sounds um, to the record, and we played a little with strings and synths and uh, a few non-folky elements just for fun. Amazing stuff. Really amazing. Thank you. Um, just in case, I'm going to try to work this out here, folks. We we've really love listening to the ladies here. Um, I think you guys are going to we're going to we let them take us out. out. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So we first of all thank everybody. If you guys want to get ready up there, ladies, we'll yeah. uh, we'll let you play us out. Uh, we thank everybody for joining us and being a part of this AMI Audio Live. Once again, you can listen to the podcast uh, under AMI Audio Live, and we thank everybody here for helping us out get this thing done uh, from the uh, 32nd annual Folk Music Ontario conference here at the uh, and we thank the Hilton for helping us out at the airport hotel and uh, of course our producers Jeff Ryan, Ramya Muthan and Andy Frank for just making this all happen. Our technicians Matt Agnew Sam Robinson and back at the studio Jeff Ryman as mentioned. I'm Kelly McDonald for this Am I Audio Live on behalf of Ramya Muthan saying have a great weekend and guys take it away ladies.
Hi, I'm Ramya Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.